Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. We were in such a desperate place that Andrew, it was like life. It was just life that was coming from the television. And every area in our life has been turned right side up. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach through 1 Kings talking about Elijah. And I've got this teaching on lessons from Elijah. I've got it in CDs, DVDs. I've got a book and a study guide. And I tell you, I just love this teaching. It has transformed my life. God has taught me so much, and I've learned so many lessons at Elijah's expense. And I tell you, this is really good. Elijah is one of the greatest characters as far as being used of God. But then what I've been talking about this week, 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah fell, and it got so bad that he asked God to kill him and to take his life away. Elijah went from heights to depths that very few people have ever experienced. And, I mean, there are some tremendous lessons to learn in this. I haven't got time to go back through what I've already taught, so I encourage you to please get the materials. But let me just say that in the 18th chapter, he had seen fire fall from heaven. He had an entire nation fall down on their face and say, the Lord, He is the God. The Lord, He is the God. He completely extinguished Baal worship in the nation of Israel. He had the king bow down to him and basically do his bidding. He ended the drought. He saw things happen. He outran a chariot over 20 miles. He outran horses. I mean, Elijah had seen great things happen, but in the 19th chapter, 24 hours or less after all of these great things, Jezebel sent a messenger with a note and totally intimidated him. Man, there's some great truths. I've already talked about these things. Let me just read this here in 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 2. Then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, when he saw himself dead, when he quit seeing himself in the Lord and doing what God said, and instead he saw himself the way that this wicked woman had characterized him, it says he arose and went for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongeth to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a juniper tree, and he requested for himself that he might die. And he said, It is enough now, O Lord, take away my life, for I am not better than my father's. How could a man fall from such heights to where God was using him in ways that he had never used another person in the history of the world? How could you change so quickly from being this man that stood against the king, all of the armies of Israel, all of the prophets of Baal, to where you run from a woman that sends a note. How could that transformation happen? And the answer is that Elijah started trusting in himself. Now, I've, I dealt with this on uh, greater detail. I'm not going to go back and say all of that, but 
THIS IS REALLY WHAT HAPPENED. ELIJAH'S FAITH WAS IN THE LORD. HE WAS TOTALLY GOD-DEPENDENT. HE WAS DOING EVERYTHING. IT SAYS RIGHT HERE, THE PRAYER THAT HE PRAYED, HE SAID IN 1 KINGS CHAPTER 18, VERSE 36, HE SAID, uh, LORD GOD OF ABRAHAM, ISAAC, AND OF ISRAEL, LET IT BE KNOWN THAT THIS DAY THAT THOU ART GOD IN ISRAEL, AND THAT I AM THY SERVANT, AND THAT I HAVE DONE ALL OF THESE THINGS AT THY WORD. HE WAS TOTALLY DEPENDENT UPON GOD. HE WAS SUBMITTED UNTO GOD. HE WAS HEARING FROM GOD AND DOING ONLY WHAT GOD SAID. BUT AFTER SO MANY SUCCESSES, HE QUIT TRUSTING IN GOD AND STARTED TRUSTING IN HIMSELF. AND I USED THIS EXAMPLE YESTERDAY, BUT IT'S SO POWERFUL. I KNOW NOT EVERYBODY WATCHES THIS EVERY DAY. I JUST GOT TO SAY THIS AGAIN. IT'S LIKE FLYING IN AN AIRPLANE, AND YOU CAN THINK THAT, LOOK WHAT I'M DOING. I'M FLYING AT 600 MILES AN HOUR, 35,000 FEET. YOU AREN'T FLYING. IT'S THAT PLANE FLYING, AND IT'S YOUR POSITION IN THAT PLANE THAT ALLOWS YOU TO DO THESE THINGS. IF YOU EVER STEP OUTSIDE OF THAT PLANE, YOU WILL DROP LIKE A ROCK. AND IT'S THE SAME THING. GOD NEVER USES ANY OF US BECAUSE WE ARE SO WORTHY OF BEING USED. MANKIND AT HIS VERY BEST, APART FROM GOD, IF YOU JUST LOOK AT US IN OUR OWN NATURAL ABILITIES, OUR OWN NATURAL THINKING AND UNDERSTANDING, WE ARE SO FAR REMOVED FROM GOD THAT GOD HAS NEVER HAD ANYBODY QUALIFIED WORKING FOR HIM YET. WE MIGHT BE BETTER THAN SOMEBODY ELSE RELATIVE TO ANOTHER PERSON, BUT IT SAYS IN 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 12 THAT THAT'S FOOLISH FOR A MAN TO COMPARE HIMSELF WITH OTHER PEOPLE. YOU SHOULDN'T BE DOING THAT. COMPARED TO GOD, NONE OF US DESERVE ANYTHING. IT'S ONLY OUR POSITION IN HIM THAT ALLOWS US TO DO SOMETHING, AND AS LONG AS WE TRUST IN HIM, THEN WE CAN DO SUPERNATURAL THINGS. I'VE SEEN BLIND EYES OPEN, DEAF EARS OPEN, PEOPLE RAISED FROM THE DEAD. I'VE SEEN MIRACLES OF FINANCES HAPPEN. I'VE SEEN PEOPLE DELIVERED FROM DEMONIC THINGS. BUT IT IS NOT ME THAT DID THAT. IT WAS MY DEPENDENCE UPON GOD. THAT IS THE POWER OF GOD FLOWING THROUGH ME, AND IT'LL WORK FOR ANYBODY WHO TRUSTS IN HIM. BUT IF YOU AREN'T CAREFUL, WHEN YOU START SEEING THE POWER OF GOD FLOW THROUGH YOU, YOU WILL GET TO THINKING, GOD, IT'S AWESOME. LOOK WHAT YOU HAVE DONE THROUGH ME AND THE EMPHASIS BEGINS TO START BEING ON ME. IT SAYS IN PHILIPPIANS 4.13 THAT I CAN DO ALL THINGS THROUGH CHRIST WHO STRENGTHENS ME. AND MANY PEOPLE JUST FORGET TO PUT THAT THROUGH CHRIST, AND THEY THINK, I CAN DO ALL THINGS. I'M A BELIEVER. I'M THE RIGHTEOUSNESS OF GOD, AND I CAN DO ALL THINGS. NO, YOU CAN DO NOTHING. JESUS SAID, WITHOUT ME, YOU CAN DO NOTHING. IT IS OUR DEPENDENCE UPON GOD THAT ENABLES US TO BE USED. AND ONE OF THE MOST VULNERABLE TIMES OF ANY PERSON'S LIFE IS WHEN GOD HAS USED YOU IN SOME BIG WAY AND YOU HAVE SOMETHING IN THE NATURAL THAT DEMONSTRATES THE POWER OF GOD IN YOUR LIFE. IF YOU AREN'T CAREFUL, YOU WILL GET TO THINKING GOD CHOSE YOU BECAUSE OF SOME GREAT WORTH AND VALUE IN YOURSELF. AND THAT IS NOT TRUE. LET ME READ THESE SCRIPTURES TO YOU OVER HERE OUT OF 1 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 1 AND IN VERSE 26. IT SAYS, FOR YOU SEE YOUR CALLING, BRETHREN, HOW THAT NOT MANY WISE MEN AFTER THE FLESH, NOT MANY MIGHTY, NOT MANY NOBLE ARE CALLED, BUT GOD HATH CHOSEN THE FOOLISH THINGS OF THE WORLD TO CONFOUND THE WISE, AND GOD HATH CHOSEN THE WEAK THINGS OF THE WORLD TO CONFOUND THE THINGS WHICH ARE MIGHTY, AND BASE THINGS OF THE WORLD, AND THINGS WHICH ARE DESPISED HATH GOD CHOSEN, YEA, AND THINGS WHICH ARE NOT, TO BRING TO NAUGHT THINGS THAT ARE, 
AND WHY DID HE DO THAT? THE NEXT VERSE SAYS THAT NO FLESH SHOULD GLORY IN HIS PRESENCE. ONE OF THE REASONS THAT GOD CHOSE WEAK, BASE, DESPISED THINGS, PEOPLE, TO USE IS BECAUSE THAT WAY ALL OF THE GLORY GOES TO GOD. IT'S NOT THAT GOD IS A LOWBROW AND HE'S AGAINST PEOPLE THAT HAVE GREAT LOOKS AND GREAT EDUCATION AND GREAT TALENTS AND GREAT ABILITIES. GOD'S NOT AGAINST PEOPLE LIKE THAT, BUT IT'S THE FACT THAT PEOPLE WHO HAVE ALL OF THESE NATURAL ASSETS BEGIN TO THINK THAT, GOD, NO WONDER YOU CHOSE ME. IF YOU WILL JUST INTRODUCE ME, IF YOU WILL JUST GIVE ME THE PLATFORM, GET ME ON THE STAGE, I CAN HANDLE IT FROM HERE. YOU ARE SO WISE TO HAVE CHOSEN ME. THAT IS WRONG. THAT IS A WRONG CONCEPT. AND ONE OF THE REASONS THAT GOD CHOSE THE WEAK, THE FOOLISH, THE BASE THINGS TO CONFOUND THE WISE IS BECAUSE PEOPLE WHO ARE LIKE THAT KNOW THAT, GOD, IT'S YOU. ANY GOOD THING IN MY LIFE, IT'S GOT TO BE YOU. I DON'T DESERVE ANY OF THIS. YOU KNOW, GOD CHOSE ME, AND I WAS AN INTROVERT. I COULDN'T LOOK AT A PERSON IN THE FACE. NOW, IF IT WAS SOMEBODY LIKE IN MY FAMILY, IF IT WAS A CLOSE FRIEND, I WAS OKAY WITH THEM. BUT YOU PUT A STRANGER, SOMEBODY COME TALK TO ME, AND I'D JUST FREEZE. I REMEMBER BEING IN HIGH SCHOOL. I WAS 18 YEARS OLD, WALKING DOWN THE, the STREET IN OUR TOWN, AND A MAN WALKED BY AND SAID, GOOD MORNING. AND I COULDN'T EVEN GET GOOD MORNING BACK. I WAS TWO BLOCKS DOWN THE STREET SITTING IN MY CAR, AND I FINALLY SAID, GOOD MORNING. I WAS AN INTROVERT, AND YET GOD CHOSE ME TO SPEAK TO MILLIONS, BILLIONS. WE HAVE 3.2 BILLION PEOPLE WHO COULD WATCH MY TELEVISION PROGRAM ON A DAILY BASIS. WHY WOULD GOD CHOOSE SOMEBODY LIKE ME? IF I WAS GOD, I WOULDN'T HAVE CHOSEN ME. I HAVE PEOPLE MAKE FUN OF ME ALL THE TIME. I HAD JOHN TESH AND CONNIE SELICA AT MY MEETINGS RECENTLY, AND THEY WERE UP GIVING A TESTIMONY ABOUT HOW THEY SAW ME ON TELEVISION, AND THEY HEARD THE FIRST LITTLE CD, AND THEY SAID IT SOUNDED LIKE GOMER PILE, AND HE STARTED MOCKING THE WAY I TALKED. YOU KNOW WHAT? MY VOICE, I WOULDN'T HAVE CHOSEN ME. WHY DID GOD CHOOSE SOMEBODY LIKE ME? WHY DIDN'T HE CHOOSE SOMEBODY THAT'S JUST POLISHED AND GOT EVERYTHING TOGETHER? IT'S SO THAT NO FLESH WOULD GLORY IN HIS PRESENCE. I TELL YOU, I AM DOING SOMETHING THAT IS COMPLETELY IMPOSSIBLE FOR ME TO DO IN MY NATURAL SELF. I KNOW THAT. AND GOD HAS DONE SOME WONDERFUL THINGS THROUGH ME. AND MAN, I'VE... IT'S JUST AMAZING. YOU KNOW, WE NOW HAVE OVER $120 MILLION WORTH OF ASSETS IN THE LAST 10 YEARS. I MEAN, GOD HAS TAKEN US FROM WHERE I COULDN'T EVEN PAY ATTENTION. I HAD NOTHING TO WHERE WE HAVE NOW $120 MILLION WORTH OF ASSETS. AND WE'RE BUILDING A BIBLE COLLEGE CAMPUS THAT I BELIEVE IS IMPACTING THE WORLD ALREADY, AND THE POTENTIAL JUST GROWS. BUT YOU KNOW WHAT? I KNOW BETTER THAN ANYBODY ELSE THAT IT IS NOT BECAUSE I AM THE SHARPEST KNIFE IN THE DRAWER. IT IS NOT BECAUSE OF MY GREAT CHARISMA OR PERSONALITY. MATTER OF FACT, I HAVE PEOPLE ALL OF THE TIME uh, TALKING ABOUT THAT I HAD NO PERSONALITY. I HAD ONE GUY SUM ME UP, AND HE SAYS, YOU ARE AS PLAIN AS DIRT. I KNOW THAT BETTER THAN ANYBODY. AND I BELIEVE THAT THIS IS ONE OF THE REASONS THAT GOD CHOSE ME AND GAVE ME THE HONOR OF BEING THE ONE TO BE HERE ON TELEVISION AND BUILDING THIS BIBLE COLLEGE AND DOING THE THINGS I'M DOING IS BECAUSE I KNOW THAT IT'S NOT ME. I KNOW THAT IT'S GOD. IT'S IN SPITE OF WHO I AM, NOT BECAUSE OF WHO I AM. AND THIS IS ONE OF THE LESSONS THAT I'VE LEARNED. AND I TELL YOU, THESE VERSES RIGHT HERE IN 1 KINGS CHAPTER 19 ARE SOME OF THE VERSES THAT THE LORD USED TO TEACH ME THESE THINGS.
AND BY THE GRACE OF GOD, BECAUSE OF THE IMPACT AND THE INFLUENCE OF THE WORD OF GOD IN MY LIFE, IT HAS KEPT ME FROM GOING OFF THE RAILS AND GETTING LIFTED UP IN PRIDE AND THINKING, GOD, LOOK WHO I AM AND LOOK WHAT I'VE DONE. MAN, I KNOW THIS. ELIJAH HERE SAID, LORD, TAKE AWAY MY LIFE BECAUSE I'M NOT ANY BETTER THAN MY FATHER'S. HE HAD NEVER BEEN BETTER THAN HIS FATHER'S, BUT HE GOT TO THINKING THAT HE WAS BECAUSE HE HAD DONE THINGS. GOD HAD USED HIM TO ACCOMPLISH THINGS THAT NOBODY ELSE HAD EVER ACCOMPLISHED. LET ME JUST NAME SOME OF THESE THINGS TO YOU. HE TRUSTED IN THE LORD, AND BECAUSE OF IT, HE CAUSED A DROUGHT FOR THREE AND A HALF YEARS. THEN HE WAS MIRACULOUSLY FED BY THE RAVENS AT THE BROOK CHIRITH FOR A PERIOD OF TIME. THEN HE WENT TO ZARAPATH, AND HE MULTIPLIED THE WIDOW'S FOOD. THIS HAD NEVER BEEN DONE LIKE THIS BEFORE. AND THEN HE RAISED THE WIDOW'S SON FROM THE DEAD. THAT HAD NEVER HAPPENED BEFORE IN THE HISTORY OF THE WORLD. HE WAS THE VERY FIRST PERSON TO EVER RAISE A PERSON FROM THE DEAD. HE DEFEATED ALL OF THE PROPHETS OF BAAL IN THIS CONTEST ON MOUNT CARMEL. HE CALLED DOWN FIRE FROM HEAVEN. HE TURNED A WHOLE NATION TO GOD THAT THEY FELL ON THEIR FACE AND SAID, THE LORD, HE IS THE GOD. THE LORD, HE IS THE GOD. THEN HE PRAYED AND HE ENDED A DROUGHT. ALL OF THESE THINGS HAD JUST BEEN AN UNBROKEN STRING OF SUCCESSES, AND ELIJAH GOT TO WHERE HE STARTED TRUSTING IN HIMSELF AND THINKING, GOD, LOOK AT WHO I AM AND LOOK AT WHAT I'VE DONE. AND IT'S REFLECTED IN THIS PHRASE WHEN HE FINALLY SAYS, LORD, TAKE AWAY MY LIFE, FOR I'M NOT BETTER THAN MY FATHER'S. HE THOUGHT FOR A PERIOD OF TIME HE HAD BEEN BETTER THAN HIS FATHER'S. HE GOT TO READING HIS OWN PRESS RELEASES. HE GOT TO READING THE NEWSPAPER ARTICLES ABOUT ALL THAT HE HAD DONE AND HOW THAT HE HAD TURNED THE NATION TO GOD, AND HE GOT LIFTED UP WITH PRIDE. AND HERE'S A GREAT THING ABOUT THE LORD, THAT YOU KNOW WHAT? EVEN THOUGH ELIJAH HAD CAUSED THIS REVIVAL AND AN ENTIRE NATION HAD TURNED TO GOD, AND AT THE TIME THAT HE SHOULD HAVE BEEN THERE LEADING THIS REVIVAL, AND USING THIS TO CHANGE THIS WICKED GOVERNMENT THAT WAS OVER THESE PEOPLE AND SET THESE PEOPLE FREE AND BRING THEM BACK TO THE LORD. HE HAD... GOD HAD USED HIM TO CAUSE A REVIVAL, AND YET THE PREACHER THAT WAS SUPPOSED TO BE PREACHING AT THE REVIVAL WAS RUNNING FOR HIS LIFE, AND HE WAS IN THE WILDERNESS ASKING GOD TO KILL HIM. DID YOU KNOW THAT MOST PEOPLE WOULD JUST KICK A PERSON LIKE THAT ASIDE AND SAY, WELL, MAN, YOU FAILED ME. I'LL GO GET SOMEBODY ELSE. BUT HERE'S GOD COMING AND MINISTERING TO ELIJAH, A MAN WHO GOD HAD USED IN GREAT WAYS, YES, BUT HE HAD FAILED GOD. AND NOW IT WAS PROBABLY... YOU KNOW, I DON'T KNOW THAT THE LORD EVER GETS EMBARRASSED OVER ANYTHING, BUT IF THE LORD COULD BE EMBARRASSED, I THINK HE WOULD HAVE BEEN EMBARRASSED OVER THE MAN THAT HE USED TO DO ALL OF THESE GREAT THINGS IN 24 HOURS. HERE HE WAS RUNNING FOR HIS LIFE, AND AFRAID OF A WOMAN. HE HAD STARED DOWN THE KING AND ALL OF THE ARMIES AND ALL OF THE PEOPLE AND ALL OF THE PROPHETS OF BAAL, BUT JEZEBEL CAUGHT HIM OFF GUARD BECAUSE HE HAD STARTED TRUSTING IN HIMSELF AND, and THINKING ABOUT HOW AWESOME HE WAS. AND IF GOD COULD HAVE BEEN EMBARRASSED OVER HIS MAN, I BELIEVE HE WOULD HAVE BEEN. BUT INSTEAD, HERE'S THE LORD MEETING HIM AND THE LORD STILL MINISTERING TO HIM. YOU KNOW, GOD IS GRACIOUS. AND HE WILL NEVER LEAVE US NOR FORSAKE US. THIS IS UNDER THE OLD COVENANT. UNDER THE NEW COVENANT, WE'VE GOT SOMETHING EVEN BETTER THAN THIS. JESUS HAS PROMISED HE WOULD NEVER LEAVE US NOR FORSAKE US. YOU KNOW, PETER DENIED THE LORD THREE TIMES. PETER HAD DRAWN HIS SWORD AND WAS GOING TO KILL THE SERVANT OF THE HIGH PRIEST, 
AND YET HE CUT OFF HIS EAR. I BELIEVE HE WAS SWINGING FOR HIS NECK. HE WAS GOING TO CUT HIS HEAD OFF, AND THE GUY DUCKED, AND HE, he JUST CLIPPED HIS EAR. BUT GOD TOLD HIM, THE LORD TOLD HIM TO PUT HIS sheath, his SWORD BACK INTO HIS SHEATH, AND HE HEALED THAT MAN. AND PETER, WHO HAD BEEN SO BOLD, THAT SAYS, I'LL DIE FOR YOU. I'LL LAY DOWN MY LIFE. I'LL FIGHT. HE TURNED AROUND AND DENIED THE LORD THREE TIMES. DID YOU KNOW THAT MOST PEOPLE WOULD JUST KICK PETER TO THE CURB AND SAY, MAN, I'LL GO GET SOMEBODY ELSE. AND YET GOD MINISTERED TO HIM. 20TH CHAPTER OF THE BOOK OF JOHN, he, HE MINISTERED TO PETER, PROPHESIED ABOUT WHAT WOULD HAPPEN AND MADE PETER ONE OF THE LEADERS OF HIS CHURCH IN JERUSALEM, AND HE RESTORED HIM. BOY, THIS IS A LESSON FROM ELIJAH. THIS IS THE REASON I TITLED THIS BOOK THIS, BECAUSE THERE'S SO MANY THINGS TO LEARN HERE THAT EVEN WHEN WE FAIL GOD, EVEN WHEN WE AREN'T THE PERSON WE'RE SUPPOSED TO BE, GOD DOESN'T FORSAKE YOU. I REMEMBER ONE TIME IN VIETNAM THAT I JUST FELT LIKE I WAS SUCH A FAILURE BECAUSE I WAS NOT IMPACTING THE CULTURE AROUND ME, THE CIRCUMSTANCE, AND I JUST FELT LIKE, GOD, I, you, YOU'RE BOUND TO BE PUT OUT WITH ME. AND I FELT LIKE GOD HAD JUST SET ME ON THE SHELF, THAT ALL OF HIS PLANS FOR MY LIFE WERE OVER BECAUSE I JUST FELT LIKE I WASN'T MAKING THE IMPACT THAT I SHOULD. BUT, YOU KNOW, I, I'VE LEARNED THAT, PRAISE GOD, HE NEVER LEAVES US NOR FORSAKES US, THAT THE GIFTS AND THE CALLINGS OF GOD ARE WITHOUT REPENTANCE. AND SO GOD WILL NEVER LEAVE US. HE DIDN'T LEAVE ELIJAH. HE STILL MINISTERED TO HIM. SO IT SAYS IN THE NEXT VERSE, AFTER ELIJAH HAD BEEN ASKING THAT GOD WOULD KILL HIM AND TAKE AWAY HIS LIFE BECAUSE HE WASN'T ANY BETTER THAN HIS FATHER'S. IN VERSE 5 IT SAYS, AND AS HE LAY AND SLEPT UNDER A JUNIPER TREE, BEHOLD, THEN AN ANGEL TOUCHED HIM AND SAID UNTO HIM, ARISE AND EAT. AND HE LOOKED, AND BEHOLD, THERE WAS A CAKE BAKING ON THE COALS AND A CRUISE OF WATER AT HIS HEAD. AND HE DID EAT AND DRINK AND LAID HIM DOWN AGAIN. SO HERE'S ELIJAH IN TOTAL DISOBEDIENCE. THERE'S A REVIVAL HAPPENING IN SAMARIA, AND THE MAN WHO GOD ORDAINED TO PREACH THE REVIVAL IS HEADED IN THE OPPOSITE DIRECTION. HE'S OUT IN THE WILDERNESS GRIPING AND complaining, COMPLAINING AND ASKING GOD TO KILL HIM. AND INSTEAD OF GOD PUNISHING HIM, GOD, AN ANGEL COMES AND WAKES HIM UP, FIX SOME FOOD FOR HIM, AND, and GIVES IT TO HIM. AND THEN HE WENT BACK TO SLEEP. IN VERSE 7, IT SAYS, THE ANGEL OF THE LORD CAME AGAIN THE SECOND TIME AND TOUCHED HIM AND SAID, ARISE AND EAT, BECAUSE THE JOURNEY IS TOO GREAT FOR THEE. AND HE AROSE AND DID EAT AND DRINK AND WENT IN THE STRENGTH OF THAT MEAT FORTY DAYS AND FORTY NIGHTS UNTO HOREB, THE MOUNTAIN OF GOD. THIS IS BOUND TO BE SUPERNATURAL FOOD. YOU CAN'T GO 40 DAYS AND 40 NIGHTS TRAVELING THE WHOLE TIME IN THE NATURAL REALM IF YOU'RE HAVING TO WALK THAT DISTANCE. THIS WAS SUPERNATURAL, AND GOD WAS SUPPLYING SUPERNATURALLY FOR HIS MAN, EVEN THOUGH THIS MAN HAD COMPLETELY uh, DISAPPOINTED GOD, HAD RUN. AND WE DON'T KNOW WHAT THE RESULTS WAS BACK IN SAMARIA. I BELIEVE THAT GOD INTENDED FOR ELIJAH TO JUST LITERALLY TRANSFORM THIS WHOLE NATION AND POSSIBLY BRING THIS NATION BACK TO GOD? DID YOU KNOW IF YOU, know that if you STUDY THE HISTORY OF THE JEWS THROUGH THE BIBLE, THIS NORTHERN KINGDOM OF ISRAEL WENT INTO CAPTIVITY AND WAS CONQUERED HUNDREDS OF YEARS BEFORE THE KINGDOM OF JUDAH WAS BECAUSE JUDAH HAD REVIVALS. AND BECAUSE OF THIS, THEY TURNED TO THE LORD AND IT PROLONGED THE JUDGMENT THAT GOD HAD PRONOUNCED AGAINST THEM. WHO KNOWS WHAT MIGHT HAVE HAPPENED TO THE NORTHERN TRIBES OF ISRAEL 
IF THIS REVIVAL HAD REACHED ITS CLIMAX, IF IT HAD REACHED ITS FULL POTENTIAL BECAUSE ELIJAH WAS THERE TO MINISTER TO THESE PEOPLE AND TO HELP THEM. BUT BECAUSE HE RAN INTO THE DESERT AND RAN AWAY, WE DON'T KNOW WHAT MISSED. I CAN SAY THIS, AND I'LL EXPOUND ON THIS MORE WHEN WE GET FURTHER INTO THIS TEACHING, BUT NABOTH WAS KILLED, AND HE WOULDN'T HAVE BEEN KILLED IF ELIJAH WOULD HAVE OBEYED GOD. AND THERE WAS TENS OF THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE KILLED IN A BATTLE WITH SYRIA THAT WOULDN'T HAVE HAPPENED IF ELIJAH WOULD HAVE OBEYED GOD. THE CONSEQUENCES OF ELIJAH GETTING INTO FEAR AND RUNNING FROM JEZEBEL COST THE LIVES OF MANY PEOPLE. AND YET, GOD DIDN'T FORSAKE HIM EVEN THOUGH HE, IN A SENSE, HAD FORSAKEN GOD. AND IF YOU TURN OVER TO SECOND KINGS CHAPTER 2, I'LL DEAL WITH THIS AT THE END OF NEXT WEEK, BUT IN 2 KINGS CHAPTER 2, ELIJAH IS ONE OF ONLY TWO PEOPLE RECORDED IN THE BIBLE WHO NEVER DIED. HE WAS CAUGHT UP INTO HEAVEN IN A WHIRLWIND AND WAS JUST BROUGHT UP INTO HEAVEN WITHOUT DYING. AND THIS IS A MAN WHO FAILED GOD BIG TIME. YOU KNOW, AGAIN, HERE'S ANOTHER LESSON TO LEARN FROM ELIJAH, AND THAT IS THAT GOD IS GRACIOUS. AND EVEN WHEN WE FAIL GOD AND EVEN WHEN WE MISS IT, I MEAN, ELIJAH MISSED IT PROBABLY AS BIG AS ANYBODY IN SCRIPTURE THAT WAS RECORDED. He, HE COST THE LIVES OF THOUSANDS OF PEOPLE AND TERRIBLE THINGS HAPPENED BECAUSE OF HIS DISOBEDIENCE. AND YET GOD WAS FAITHFUL TO HIM AND HE RECOVERED IN HIS RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD AND HE WAS ACTUALLY TRANSLATED INTO HEAVEN WITHOUT DYING. MAN, THAT'S POWERFUL. THAT SHOWS US A GRACE AND A MERCY OF GOD EVEN UNDER THE OLD COVENANT THAT WAS INFERIOR TO THE GRACE AND MERCY THAT WE SEE TODAY. AND IF YOU PAY ATTENTION TO THIS, MAN, IT OUGHT TO ENCOURAGE YOU. YOU KNOW, I JUST FEEL IN MY HEART LIKE I'M SPEAKING TO SOME PEOPLE NOW THAT HAVE BEEN CALLED INTO MINISTRY. I DON'T KNOW THAT IT WAS A PASTOR OR SOMETHING, BUT YOU WERE CALLED BY GOD TO MINISTER AND TO SHOW THE WAY TO OTHER PEOPLE, AND YOU DID IT TO A DEGREE BUT THEN YOU FAILED. AND I DON'T KNOW HOW YOU FAILED, BUT YOU FAILED. AND YOU HAVE BEEN BEATING UP ON YOURSELF AND THINKING, HOW COULD GOD EVER USE ME? THE LORD IS SPEAKING TO YOU, ROMANS CHAPTER 11, VERSE 29, THAT SAYS THE GIFTS AND THE CALLINGS OF GOD ARE WITHOUT REPENTANCE. IT DOESN'T MATTER WHAT YOU'VE DONE. GOD HAS NOT CHANGED IN HIS COMMITMENT TOWARDS YOU. YOU MAY HAVE FORSAKEN GOD, BUT GOD HADN'T FORSAKEN YOU. AND GOD IS STILL SPEAKING TO YOU. AND YOU CAN USE ELIJAH AS AN EXAMPLE. HERE'S GOD STILL MINISTERING TO HIS MAN, EVEN THOUGH HIS MAN FAILED HIM BIG TIME. GOD IS STILL MINISTERING TO YOU. IT'S NOT COINCIDENCE THAT YOU'VE TUNED INTO THIS PROGRAM RIGHT NOW. GOD IS SPEAKING TO YOU THROUGH ME. THERE ARE PEOPLE THAT YOU JUST FELT LIKE, GOD, YOU COULD NEVER USE ME. YOU COULD NEVER LOVE ME. YOU DON'T LOVE YOURSELF. HOW COULD GOD ALMIGHTY, HOW COULD HOLY GOD LOVE YOU WHEN YOU DON'T LOVE YOU. I'M TELLING YOU, GOD IS NOT A MAN. GOD HAS NEVER CHANGED. AND IF YOU WOULD JUST COME BACK AND YIELD YOURSELF, GOD CAN USE YOU. HIS PLANS FOR YOU HAVEN'T CHANGED. GOD IS BETTER THAN ANY GPS SYSTEM. YOU KNOW, IF YOU MAKE A WRONG TURN, IT DOESN'T SIT THERE AND SAY, YOU SORRY THING, YOU DIDN'T FOLLOW MY DIRECTIONS, I'M THROUGH WITH YOU, I'M TURNING MYSELF OFF. NO, A GPS WILL JUST YOU KNOW, SAY, WELL, TAKE THE NEXT TURN, AND IT'LL GET YOU BACK ON TRACK. IF A GPS SYSTEM CAN DO THAT, MAN, HOW MUCH MORE CAN GOD REPLOT A COURSE FOR YOU THAT WILL GET YOU BACK ON TRACK? 
AND GOD CAN USE YOU. DAVID FAILED GOD BIG TIME, AND YET LOOK HOW GOD USED DAVID. MAN, HERE WE ARE THOUSANDS OF YEARS TALKING ABOUT DAVID. SAME THING WILL HAPPEN FOR YOU. A LOT OF MINISTERS TEND TO FEEL ISOLATED. SOME MINISTERS HAVE EVEN BEEN AT THE POINT OF QUITTING. THE 2020 ARMY CONFERENCE AIMS TO SOLVE THAT PROBLEM. THE ARMY IS A GOOD WAY TO NETWORK WITH OTHER MINISTERS THAT HAVE THE SAME SPIRIT, ARE ON THE SAME PAGE. I CAME TO THE ARMY CONFERENCE TO, to CONNECT, uh, TO BE BUILD UP, TO FELLOWSHIP, AND TO TAP INTO ALL THE GREAT RESOURCES THE MINISTRY OFFERS. THROUGH PRACTICAL WORKSHOPS AND PERSONAL MINISTRY IN AN INTIMATE SETTING, YOU WILL ENJOY A TIME OF SINCERE UNIFICATION AND CONNECTION WITH OTHER MINISTERS. WE WANT TO SEE EACH OTHER SUCCEED, AND WE'RE HERE TO SUPPORT EACH OTHER AND ENCOURAGE EACH OTHER WITHIN MINISTRY AND WHAT GOD HAS CALLED EACH ONE OF US TO DO FOR HIS KINGDOM. MAKE PLANS TO JOIN US AT THE 2020 ARMY CONFERENCE. REGISTER NOW FOR THIS FREE CONFERENCE ON OUR WEBSITE, AWMI.NET, OR CALL US AT 719-635-1111. Many of you are aware that we have a Karis Bible College worldwide, but our headquarters is located in Woodland Park, Colorado, and God has really blessed us. We have seen God provide supernaturally, and we now have somewhere around uh, close to $95 million worth of facilities at our main campus. But we owe about $23 million on a parking garage and in order to get this paid off so that we can continue with student housing and all of the other things that are necessary for this Bible college, I've started what I call a 1K club. I was praying about this and the Lord just spoke to me that He was gonna be touching people's hearts that can give a one-time gift of $1,000 or people that can pledge for $100 a month for 10 months. And in the next 10 months, I'm believing to get this parking garage TOTALLY PAID OFF. I'D LIKE TO ASK YOU TO PRAY ABOUT IT, AND IF THE LORD SPEAKS WITH YOU, JOIN WITH US, BECOME A PART OF THIS 1K CLUB. ANDREW'S COMPLETE SERIES TITLED LESSONS FROM ELIJAH IS AVAILABLE IN EITHER A CD OR DVD ALBUM, A BOOK IN EITHER ENGLISH OR SPANISH, OR IN A STUDY GUIDE. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. You can get these products as part of the Lessons Package, which includes two books, Lessons from Elijah and Lessons from David, and three albums in your choice of either CD or DVD, Lessons from Elijah, Lessons from David, and Lessons from Joseph. These teachings will give you the chance to learn from the successes and mistakes of three very powerful, but very human men of God. The Lessons Package has a catalog value of $135, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for just $95. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. Today, Andrew's book, Lessons from Elijah, is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book to you free of charge. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. 
To write us, use the address on your screen. Hello, this is Andrew Womack, and I want to invite you to come to a special conference that I'm holding on April the 30th through May the 1st with Jesse Duplantis. We're calling it a Don't Limit God Conference. Jesse is a visionary. I'm a visionary, and we're going to be sharing with you how God has caused us to just believe big, and we're seeing big things happen, and I know it would work for you, too. It's April the 30th through May the 1st, our Don't Limit God Conference. Do you want to connect with like-minded believers? Then Karis Bible Studies is the place for you. Find a Bible study near you by visiting karisbiblestudies.net.